found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody. Good afternoon to you, Jim and Trent. We say hello here on a Tuesday. Uh, you can always join the program, 264-1700, 264-1700. A great show lined up today. At uh, 420, Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert. The latest on the Cyclones and basketball coach Steve Prohm indicating that Cameron Lard is doing extremely well and they expect to see him back on campus in mid-August. We'll get into all of that with Alex Halstead. At 440, Ian Castleberry, Major League Baseball deadline has come and gone. We'll dive into all of the deals. And at 5 o'clock, John Bonenkamp, the Burlington Hawkeye, on more problems on the Iowa City campus. And Trent, we open the show today with another hawk on the move. Yeah, Brandon Snyder, uh, we mentioned this a little bit yesterday. We were talking with Tom Caker at that point. It had been rumored it was out there for a little bit, so we broke it down from that perspective. This comes as no surprise. This is something that has been in the works for a while, and I think you saw with the back end of that, after Iowa had their press release announcing that he was going to be moving on, that he was not going to finish up his career in an Iowa football uniform, very quickly it comes out that he's going to be making his way to South Dakota State. So Jimmy B connecting the dots there, you can see this is something that's been happening. I'm going to guess that it didn't go from one quick conversation, all of a sudden he knew his next destination. This has been in the works for a while. It seems like it, Trent. It seems that way. Uh, He'd been thinking about it. He was disappointed uh, in himself for... Uh, what transpired for him in the off season, and then with a, another knee injury, trying to get back. Uh, this is a, this is a guy who had some issues there, but had made it back. And I think finally he probably felt that uh, maybe for him, uh, he just needed a, a change of venue. And it's like a court case. When you don't think you're going to get treated fairly, you look for a change of venue. I think maybe that was maybe one of the biggest reasons uh, why he felt that he needed to move. Well, you don't think he'd be treated fairly? No, no, I, no, no. Not, I'm just saying that in a court case, when you say that you're treated, you don't think you're going to get fair treatment, you look for a change of venue. For him, it was a personal issue, and I think he felt that a change of venue would be better off for him. Ah, gotcha what you're saying. Yeah, this, this yes, is something yes. that... After he picked up his OWI last December and he was not able to travel with the team to go to the bowl game, he wouldn't have been able to play, obviously, but he would have been able to partake and go through all the different things. Yeah. Well, he Mm -hmm. messed up that opportunity. With it, there are certain benchmarks that you have to have and hit to come back to the Iowa program. There are certain things that you have to do. Now, there's talk that the leadership committee came together uh, after they found out some other things that were happening here and they made the decision along with Kirk Ferentz. So this wasn't just a decision by Kirk. This wasn't just a decision right. from the coaching staff. This also involved the players on campus, the players that are there and that leadership committee, and they thought it was best for him to find another home. And to do that to a guy that certainly played at a high level before. We don't know what he's going to be as a football player right now. Coming off mm-hmm. now, a second ACL tear. You don't know. Jim, to do that, though... It makes you wonder, and something that we've talked about a little bit you know, the last day or so about this Iowa football team, 
There's a lot going on. Each of these things individually isn't a real big deal. Matty Argumbo leaving, looking for more playing time. Some of the guys that were buried on the depth chart, though there were quite a few of them, those guys moving on. Then you couple with Brady Reef. Yeah, funny story. Thought the cop car was an Uber. Got hit, though, with the public intox. Then Tristan Wirfs hit with an OWI. Each of them individually, not a big deal, but a lot's going on. And if, we, if you wonder, is this leadership, is this a way the leadership committee coming together and these players and saying, we got to find something to put an end to this because we have a guy here that isn't doing what is expected as an Iowa football player. Let's maybe send a message. Could you buy that? I think so. I, I think I got to. I think you got to do something. You got to make sure that you don't have more guys out making that same mistake. I mean, if if this trend trend would continue to happen, you're not going to have enough guys to suit up against Northern Illinois. So look, we're making jokes here, but in all seriousness, it's not really that funny. You have to find a way to make sure, and this is obviously, and we've, we've had this conversation in the past, coach's worst nightmare. They don't have any control right now over the players. They, don't, they, don't, they can't keep tabs on them 24-7. Once practices begin and you keep guys together, at least most of the time, you feel pretty comfortable and, and you feel like you have some control. But at this moment, you don't. Not at all. And until practice uh, starts a little later in this week, it, right. it'll still be this. But I'm going to guess everybody is crossing their T's and dotting their I's here uh, leading up to camp because <laughs> you want to get there if you're an Iowa football player. Get there, and if you're a coach, you want these guys to get there. No problems with it. Friday, right. August 3rd. That's when it gets going. An evening practice as guys will be finishing up the end of their summer term. They'll get going on August 3rd, the first time we'll hear from Kirk Ferentz at Media Day on Friday, August 10th, and a day after that is Kids Day on August 11th, when we'll get an opportunity to see the guys out there popping the pads a little bit and seeing them in action. we got a, a busy time coming up here over the next couple of weeks. So Brandon Snyder is no more. Impact on the football field, Jim. That That is the question that you have to move to next, it is how is this going to impact Iowa football in 2018? The safety position is one where they did have depth because of that injury a year ago. We saw Jake yep. Gervas play a lot early in the year. I thought he got a lot better as the year went on. He was much better guy in November than he was back in September. I think you got a guy there that you're confident with that's going to be able to fill that position. And on the other side, Jimmy B, I think you have an absolute star. Hooker a year ago, people, of course, remember what he did on the first play of the game against Ohio State, taking the pick six, going in and putting the Hawks up early and, and making people believe in that one. But Amadi Hooker, good size, can play both the safety positions, I think adds some flexibility, what they can do either on the strong side or the free safety position with that flexibility, can do some things. And a young guy that got his feet wet a year ago with Geno Stone. But that's it. After that, Jimmy B., there are a lot of question marks, and you're probably going to be talking about freshmen then for that other safety spot. You're right about that. I mean, you're going to have to see some young guys, and you're going to have to put some faith in them because they're going to be on the field uh, in that opening game against Northern Illinois Huskies. So this is this will be different, Trent. Look, Iowa should win that game. 
the line continues to shift around. Do you think? Do you think the because you're you're better at this than I, or at least you say you are. But you you are a guy who follows those numbers in Vegas much more closely than I do for obvious reasons. And do you think that game one single game suspensions will move that number even more, or it won't impact that? I, I would be surprised by that. Now this is also okay. the time where, when those first numbers come out. The limits right. are incredibly low. You're talking about some shops as low as $200 is the most you can bet on these games. So a couple of wagers, and when they open it up and they start accepting $1,000 wagers, 5000 10000 when they start taking those kind of wagers, money and lines will shift very quickly when you see that. I wouldn't anticipate a suspension to, the, to Tristan Wirfs would be worth a point. I mean, think back to the NFL, Jimmy B. And so many people were shocked that when Aaron Rodgers went down, that he was worth even less than a touchdown. And he is, if yeah, not the highest, right. him and Tom Brady. Uh, you're talking yeah. seven points for a quarterback at the NFL level, and you're going from, well, Aaron Rodgers to a guy like Hundley. I mean, you talk about a drop-off. It was precipitous. Now you're talking about an offensive line position in the college game. Now, I, I don't see that individually impacting the line. The thing that could impact it is a lot of people see the suspension, I'm going to jump on the Huskies. I'm going to grab those points. It was 13 and a half, maybe get an 11 and a half today, whatever it is. That will impact it. But but that alone, I don't see Vegas shifting their number because of a suspension, because of Brandon Snyder being gone. No, I don't see that happening. Okay. I was just curious if, if something like that would would cause Vegas to take a second look at, at, at a game like that. So, all right. I, I'm with you on that then. Uh, the, the thing that... I think that Hawk fans, though, will have to pay close attention to is not only the players that will not be able to play, but as but we just referenced young guys who will play. And Northern Illinois is a talented team with veteran players on offense and defense. So this is not a inexperienced or young team that the Hawks are going to be matched up against. Yeah, we've talked about Sutton Smith a lot, the uh, fine defense alignment for them, the defensive yeah. end, uh, how good he is off the edge. But as a whole, you're right, this Husky team, it's not just about him. It's a defense that, that got a whole lot better a year ago. They return a ton of talent on that side of the football. They're going to be good, Jim. They're, they're going to be good. This is not a pushover game. This is not uh, uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, trying to think about some of the OS. Right. A down yeah, yeah. Kent State team. That, that's not what this is. This is a good if not great Mac team from the Mac, a great team for the Mac. Maybe a better way uh-huh. to put it. That's what this is. Yeah, you expect this one to be one of those 56 to 3 blowouts. You got another thing coming. The, the good thing is, Jim, I've heard very little about it. Mostly it comes from the uninformed that doesn't know anything about Northern Illinois. Most people that know football, that understand what Northern Illinois is, that this is going to be, this is a good tune up. This is a good test. If I will lose yes. the game, you're going to be in trouble. Iowa loses this one. This season's probably not going to go the way that many people hope, but I think most people as a whole, people that listen to this program, smart people, not people that are listening you know, to other kind of talk. No, people that understand this is where you come to at least get one side of the coin, Jimmy B. Good stuff. <laughs> this is the place to go, and those are the people that get it. Speaking of that, Jim, all right. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. You, you've been trying to duck yeah. this already the first 14 minutes of the program, but Jimmy B. I'm one of, I'm one of the best duckers of all time. I, I know you are. I know you are. So yesterday in the first hour, oh, what was it, about 4.30 or so, 
We're getting ready yes, to go was. to break, and we're going to talk some NFL. I think we had Tad Haslip coming in. And all of a sudden, uh, Jimmy B, he starts talking. Hey, the Cubs have made a trade. Hey, the, the Cubs went out. And they, Jim, come clean. What happened? I got hosed. That's the only way that I can describe it, Trent. I had to go back on Twitter and say, my bad, fake account. I had looked at a tweet. It was a fake Ken Rosenthal tweet. I didn't pick up on it. It was retweeted by Bryce Miller, who used to work in Des Moines, now is a columnist in San Diego for the San Diego Union paper. And I, when I saw Bryce's name at the top, I thought, oh, that's legit, and I didn't look uh, close enough at it. All I looked at was the contents of it. And then, after you and I discussed it, then Bryce tweets, fake account, apologies. And I thought, oh, man, I got hosed. So I had to take the slings and arrows of social media. And will you pull about 10 of them out of my back here? They, they're all still stuck there. I, I'd appreciate that. Don't, don't let them stay in my back any longer, okay? No, you're good. You, you have to accept those. Keep those arrows in there. And I'll never believe Jim Princeton again. I had, oh, I'd, stop. I'd stop. given you a little bit of credit. I'd finally actually decided to listen to you for once. And well, I got burned. Uh-huh. I got burned. So yeah. more yeah. than anything, I'm not even putting this on you, Jimmy B. I'm putting this on me. I should know better than listen to <laughs> anything that you say. This was my fault. Listeners, I am okay. sorry. I am sorry <laughs> for listening to Jim Princeton. Anything that came out of his mouth, that was yeah. my fault. My bad, everybody. <laughs> That's how you apologize, Jimmy B. I did. I apologized. I I went out and said my bad. That's that. You can't do any more than that. I mean, look, I just fessed up to it and said I sucked. So I I got I got taken. That's all I can say. Look, do I do I? Does it happen every day? No, eh, it doesn't. Not every no, day. No, it doesn't. Oh, not every day. So. <laughs> so from that standpoint, I did I did get a couple of tweets saying, "Yeah, you guys were pretty funny on your conversation about it," and then realizing, and I and the and the guy was t- uh, tweeting saying that he went and looked at it, saw it was a fake account. So I felt like a real dope. But hey, it is what it is, and you just have to. Just goes to show you. I thought I thought everything on the internet or when you opened a computer was always correct, Trent. That's what I was told. Yeah. Anything you see on the internet is correct. Be careful with that. That's not the case. That's Be not the case. Huh? Uh-huh. Okay. You'll get you in a little okay. bit of trouble. What won't get us in trouble is talking cyclones. We're going to do that next. Alex Halstead is going to be joining us from CycloneAlert.com. We'll get into latest with Iowa State. They get ready to start their football scheduled camp on Friday. We'll get to hear from uh, head coach Matt Campbell and also a little bit from Steve Prohm on the basketball side of things and the latest on Cam Lard. We'll talk about that coming up on the other side. Alex Alstead joins us talking Cyclones next on Jimmy BNTC. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you. 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker 1700 KBGG. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. 
Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu. Made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's. Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Save big on select iComfort mattresses at the Serta Beat the Heat sales event. Hurry in today to Archer Home Center in Adele. Or visit SertaRetailers.com. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations, we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The Arizona Iowa Baseball Company has become a one-stop shop for all of your field product needs. Arizona Iowa Mounds can provide you with anything to make your field look great and play great from portable pitching mounds to field products and equipment. With multiple items stocked for the season, Arizona Iowa Mounds offer same-day delivery on stocked items and free field consultant to Iowa Little Leagues, high schools, and colleges. And individual lessons are available for baseball and softball players at their location. 3976 Northwest Urbandale Drive, the Arizona Iowa Baseball Company. Imagine that there's a place where you can have a good time and do good too. At the Blank Park Zoo, you can. There's a whole world of animals to discover, tons of fun things to do, and so many cool things to see. And the whole time you're having fun, you're actually helping animals. How awesome is that? Every trip to the zoo is an adventure and a chance to help threatened wildlife everywhere. Imagine that. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher's Rare Coins.com. 
Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty is a full-service residential realtor serving all of Central Iowa. She specializes in new construction, relocation, acreages, single-family, and condo townhouse sales. Stephanie Goodhue, a buyer's agent and a seller's agent, along with a member of the National Association of Realtors and the Des Moines Area Association of Realtors. Let Stephanie provide a free market analysis if you're considering selling your home. Stephanie Goodhue of Iowa Realty. She will lead you home. It's time for your daily dose of Cyclone coverage on 1700-KBGG. WB and TC continues on 1700 KBGG. We take our next trip north. We go up to Ames. That's where Alex Halstead was today talking some Cyclone basketball. We're going to start right there as we welcome mm-hmm. Alex in. You can find him at CycloneAlert.com, and you can find him on Twitter at Alex Halstead. Alex! Chance to talk a little hoops. How are things? Doing well. I'm here in Ames, like you said, for the first time in quite a while. But uh, talked basketball today, then football camp starts Friday, and I'm standing here actually the north end zone. The sprinklers just came on at Jack Trice, so <laughs> things are kicking up here, uh, getting back towards actual talk about games. You're not getting soaked, are you? you you're yeah, not, yeah. Are you far enough away from uh, the sprinklers? Yeah, I'm staying, I'm staying dry here. Okay, good, good. Okay, good deal. Well, hey, I I saw yeah I saw Steve Prohm indicated that uh, he talked to Cameron Lard and uh, apparently he they expect him in mid a uh, little later August and apparently his uh, rehab or whatever is going at the wellness place is is going okay is that the same reports that you're getting? Yeah, all, all things are looking good with with Cameron Lard. Of course, he entered this off campus wellness program. Uh, Iowa State announced that back on June fourth, and so. Steve Prohm said today everything's looking good, that they expect uh, Lard to be back on campus in mid-August. Now, Iowa State starts classes on August 20th. He said he'd probably be here a few days before that weekend that leads into that, that first practice, or practice uh, the first uh, classes. So um, right around probably August 15th, 16th, 17th, uh, Cameron Lard is expected to be back on campus. And, you know, Steve Prohm said that when it comes to his situation, that's all – that's all there is to it is the wellness program. When he gets back, there's no more hurdles. There's nothing else. Once he's back, Prom said uh, he's back with the team and he's back full go. So have you been able to decipher any more about what this was, the, the life habits that he's working on, life skills that he's been going through? How much more have you found out uh, about where he's been here over the last couple of weeks, this wellness program? Yeah, so you know that was one thing that Prom emphasized today because – you know, when they announced this back in early June, obviously it comes after, you know, Lard had a few different troubles last season during the season. He started the season by missing the first three games um, due to a, a, you know, obviously rules violation and team suspension. Uh, when you look into into the season, the Tennessee game, he didn't start due to a coach's decision. Now, they never really elaborated on any of those things, but there were just different things. And the word that Steve Prohm continues to use is just habits. And Prohm seemed really sincere today in talking about this. He said that, he 
didn't have to send him to this wellness program. He said that he wanted to fix his habits for the next 5, 10, 15 years, um, just little different things that kind of get his life in order, um, personal things that he's dealing with. And Trump said that, you know, he probably, if, if, if he didn't care about things beyond Iowa State, he could have just kept him here and he probably could have played fine and, and gotten through it. But Trump wanted to make sure they don't have issues both with him and that he can, you know, when he leaves Iowa State, that there aren't, you know, things that affect his life. So um, it did seem, seem sincere on Trump's part. I think Trump is the one that pushed it more than anything. It wasn't like there was just this one violation. Trump said that they said, okay, now you're, you got to do this or else. It was more so just, I think, just different collective things that they said, if you do this, we think it'll help you in the long term. Interesting. Very, very interesting the way this is uh, played out. And to see what a different kind of Cam Lard we're going to see coming up this basketball season. Not only that, though, not a chance to just hear from Coach Prom. You also had the opportunity to talk to the freshmen. So uh, let's run through that here. Start, well, probably with the, the most anticipated of this group of four freshmen coming in. Tell us a little about, about Taylor Horton Tucker and your conversation. Yeah, when you look at Taylor Horton Tucker, you're talking about the guy who's, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, the third highest rated player that Iowa State's gotten since 2000, which, which is about as far back as you're going to get online recruiting rankings. So, like you said, highly anticipated player, a kid that you know was invited to the Team USA camp. Mm-hmm. Um, he said today he, he felt he could have made that team. Um, obviously, he played very well there, measured very well with the 7-foot-1-8 in seven foot uh, one wingspan uh, at that camp he measured at 239 pounds Horton Tucker said he's lost about 10 pounds since he's been on campus so you know now he's down to about 229 230 and so that was the biggest thing from Prome and Horton Tucker's just continuing to get his body right I think that was the phrase that Horton Tucker used a couple times but he was not interested in really talking about expectations other than saying he wants to win games and I think that's just kind of what you got from all four of these freshmen is they all kind of just talk about the team, and I think that's, Prome said that's kind of been a positive thing, is this is the first time they've ever had a really 40-person recruiting class, first of all, come in together that seems that big, but they also are, all knew each other, and he said he thinks that's helped with the team chemistry a little bit, whereas last year they did have some issues with that that you know, we've kind of started to hear a little bit more about since the summer. One more for me, Jim. Uh, I'll let you jump Go in ahead. right after this. Uh, of those other three guys, Horton Tucker's going to play this year. You'd anticipate... There might be some minutes for all the other three. Was there any talk with any of those other guys, though, about the possibility of a red shirt this year? Well, the biggest possibility I think that would come up in most people's mind is is um, George Conde, just because I think Prome has never registered a guard, and when you talk about red shirts in college anymore, it seems like be a forward, and especially a forward like Condit, who's long and lanky and could add some weight. Mm-hmm. But Prome said, would you play George Condit this year if, if he, you know, would he fit into that mix, that front court mix? And Trump said he thinks he could play all 12 guys. He said he's not really thinking about whether he's going to redshirt or not redshirt a guy. He said if, if George Connick could come in and win you, help you win one or two games here or there, I think he's fine playing them. So Trump's always been a little loose with that redshirt. Um, I don't think he's redshirted a lot of players in his history. I think the only players he's redshirted, even going back to Murray, were forwards. So Condit falls into that category. But the way they talked about him today was they wouldn't be opposed to playing him and getting him going early in the season, so you know there's that, and then I don't. It's not going to be an issue. But George Con or Zion Griffin had surgery on his knee, obviously, uh, just mm-hmm. minor cleanup surgery before the Cap City League started. He suffered a couple setbacks. He said because he was kind of lazy with the recovery. But Prom said he was going to practice today at least in you know five on old drills, not going against the defense, and they don't have any worries about him being ready for November. 
Having a conversation with Alex Halstead, 24-7, Cyclone Alert on the Cyclones, talking hoops right now. Okay, the two guys with everybody will be anxious to see. They sat out last year, Muriel Shyock and Jacobson. Uh, you got a chance to watch both of them play a little bit in the summer. Uh, your thoughts on, on both guys. Was there anything that you could gleam that would give you an indication how much better both of those guys will make? Yeah, I mean, when you look at, uh, you know, Michael Jacobson, and that's kind of falls into the line of, of that front court, too, is who is in that front court? You're really looking at, you know, four guys with Cameron Lard coming back. We talked about him at the top in mid-August. You've got Solomon Young, who's still coming off the knee injury, but is said to be um, fine. He practiced. He was going to practice today. Um, and then you got Jacobson and Condit. You know, really got four guys there, and that's what's going to be interesting is do they go small or big, and how do those different guys fit? I, you know, I expect Merrill Shayak to start at the wing. Um, you know, his, his shot has continued to improve. That's been the big thing for him, and I think Jacobson's continued to improve his body. He already came in good. But I think he's been working also with them on his offensive skill set. So there's different things they can do with those guys. And I think that's what's going to be most intriguing about, especially Shayok and Jacobson joining that roster, is just how can they do different things. Brom said that so far they've mostly practiced with small lineups, and that's because um, Condit was with Puerto Rico at the beginning of the summer. Solomon's been hurt, and Cameron um, has been away from the team. And so they haven't had a lot of options to try their big lineups. So Brom said he anticipates them going between small lineups and big lineups, depending on matchups. And I think those two pieces are two of the reasons they can do that, because they can do different things. Alex Halstead joining us from CycloneAlert.com as we take a look around Iowa State. Well, with that, uh, a lot of basketball conversation. One more for me on that, and we'll get into a little football. Don't worry, folks. Football conversation coming up here with Alex. But uh, speaking of what we saw in the Cap City League, you know my love affair with Terrence Lewis. And last year was a disappointment he shot it well again, maybe added a little bit more to it again. Can he find some minutes this year? Can he find a role with this team, Alex Halstead? I think he can, and I think the the thing that really stands about him is, if you look at, they've been folding around Twitter a little bit, I think, because he tweeted out some pictures of from their photo shoot. The biggest noticeable thing with him is if you look at a picture of him this time last year when they did their photo shoot versus this time now when they did their recent photo shoot, mm-hmm. his body is just transformed. I mean, He's just a lot bigger in his upper body, and I think that is going to be one thing that allows him to be able to play with a little bit more confidence, and that's what he kind of talked about a little bit at the Cap City League is just being a little bit more confident, and that was one thing I think he struggled with a little bit last year is there were only so minutes for him to go around. When he got in there, he had to produce, and I think he felt pressure at times to produce, whereas you know if he can gain some of that confidence, it at least allows him to go out there and play a little bit looser because he does have a, he, he's always proven to have a good shot. It's just when he gets to the games, there's been a couple games he's played well, but there's been some games where he just struggles to get it going. And I think he, he always knew that his leash was short because there were only so minutes to go around for him last year. Football starts on Friday. Camp will get going in that one. Positionally, what, what's the, the remaining question? What is a position battle? Not for a backup spot. We talked about that at the running back position. Is there a battle for a starting position that you're going to be keeping your eye on? Well, when you talk about starting positions, I think you really just look at the starting offensive line. You know, the right side looks to be anchored down, but there's two battles from at center between Julian Good-Jones and Colin Newell. And then at left guard, um, really a three-man race. And so I think the question is, if Colin Newell wins the center job and Julian Good-Jones probably likely goes out to that left guard, 
and that kind of solves two battles in one. But if, if Julian Good-Jones wins the center job, you know, then you've got a battle at left guard. You know, Ogi Udugu is, is back and healthy. Um, Josh Mueller is a kid that has impressed them. And so there's different options for different combinations. And so I think that's really where you look for the starting starting battles is at center and left guard. And I think it could go a lot of different ways. You know, Matt Campbell has said a couple things. One, that he thinks the, the production of that offensive line might be telling of how good this team will be this year. That that could be the not necessarily breaking point, but a difference maker in how good this team can be is, is that offensive line. And number two, I think they're just trying to find the best five guys because we've seen them, they, we've seen them move guys around on that line. There's a couple guys that seem to be cemented in spots. When you look at right tackle, it's Cedar Rapids native Bryce Meeker. And when you look at right guard, it's Josh Kniffel. Um, but it's just then center and left guard. Depending who wins those jobs, it could really shake up some different things. And so I think that's really the big battle. And tight ends won too. You know, they... I think it's probably Chase Allen, but mm-hmm. they really like Dylan Sainer, and right now they're listed mm-hmm. as, you know, Chase Allen or Dylan Sainer or Charlie Cooler, and so they're leaving that race wide open, even for that starting job. But the rest of the battles mostly seem to be trying to get touches in backup roles. I'm I'm curious about the wide receiver core. Losing Alan Lazard. Look, we know that there's talent there, but Lazard was the guy who pretty much got all the double teams. So what does that mean now for this wide receiver core? Is there a guy who's going to attract all the double teams on that wide receiver core? Or will teams be able to just play Iowa State in the defensive backfield straight up? Yeah, I think I think that even goes beyond Alan Lazard. You know, when you look at the wide receiver position, I, I looked this number up this week for a story. Iowa State graduates 246 targets from last season at the receiver position. So between Alan Lazard, Trevor Ryan, and Marcy Murdoch, those guys were targeted 246 times last year. And that's really what that wide receiver position is to me, is who takes those targets. You know, we know that Hakeem Butler and Matt Eaton and Deshante Jones are just going to see bigger roles. And in seeing bigger roles for those three players, they're going to take some of those targets, but then somebody's got to take their targets. And so that's the biggest question for me is there's a lot of talent that they like. they They've already put redshirt freshman Tariq Milton as the backup M receiver. Um, Landon Akers is is an either-or battle with um, Matt Eaton. And while I don't think he'll end up starting, the fact that he's put in that position, they obviously really like what he's done. Um, Jalen Martin's a big receiver on the outside. Last year they had six receivers with at least 20 catches, and you lose three of them. So who are the three that step up in that role? You know, it, Most of them don't have Big 12 experience. So I think that's the biggest question. In terms of outside and, and attracting double teams, it's probably going to be Hakeem Butler. And I think that's another question. And, and so far, I think he's done a good job of it in practice. But he's going to go from playing almost all the snaps in the slot, mostly against the safety, to now he's going to be outside in Lazar's outside spot. And like Matt Campbell said, it's going to now be one-on-one battles with the corner and sometimes get double teamed. Good stuff. Hey, Alex, out of time for today. We'll do it again soon. And next time we talk, we'll... We'll hopefully have a report or two, maybe some inside sources giving us some information for what they see at football practice. Thanks, as always, for your time, Alex. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you guys later. Alex Halstead, find him on 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Well, Jimmy B., the baseball trade deadline has come and gone, at least the non-waiver portion of it. Right. We got Ian Castleberry stopping by. He's going to fill us in, and there was a lot of movement this afternoon. There was. I'm, I was surprised that that many uh, teams were wheeling and dealing. 
and I was really kind of surprised uh, with what the Pittsburgh Pirates did. Although when you when we discussed it early in the show, Trent, you said, well, they're only three games out of a wild card. So when you look at it from that standpoint, maybe that's why they're going for it. So we'll get into all of that. Ian Castleberry on the way, everybody, on Major League Baseball on the Big Talker 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Summer is here and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net For today, mostly sunny this morning and then partly cloudy by the afternoon with a high near 84. Dry and clear overnight tonight with a low near 64. I'm local 5 meteorologist Taylor Knust. Sponsored by Dell. Dell Small Business Technology Advisors know there's nothing small about your business. They provide one-on-one partnership and reliable Dell PCs with Intel Core processors. Call 877-BY-DELL. Hey golfers, Golf Headquarters 2900 University Clock Tower Square, West Des Moines is having its annual July $500,000 liquidation sale. Golf Headquarters needs room for new fall merchandise. Titleist Pro V1 Reloads $19.99 a dozen. Cleveland Wedge is $79.99 while they last. Odyssey Pro Putter on special for $99.99. Golf Headquarters golf clothing all on sale 20 to 60% off. Golf bags starting at $69.99. Callaway X Irons now $398. Golf Headquarters July blowout starts now in stock only. But Joy Superlight Golf Shoe on closeout for $58. Ladies Adidas now $49.99. Precision Range Finder at $148. Lowest price ever. Tailor made golf balls only $14. Don't forget that Golf Headquarters does launch monitor club fitting and it's free with purchase. Check out their five star Google fitting reviews. Golf Headquarters 2900 University Avenue Clock Tower Square. Where half a million dollar July blowout starts now in stock only. Come early and get the best selection of closeout merchandise. Golf Headquarters July blowout starts now. Call 255-4433 for a fitting time. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. And right now, save on five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic or Full Synthetic High Mileage and an STP Extended Life Filter for $27.99. Or a Mobile One Oil Filter for $3 more. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Oh, one more beer for me. Exile meets quality so savagely. Best beer in all the land, brewed with the loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can, Exile brew. Ruthie today! 
Enjoy your exile! Walk, run, or wag your way to Terra Park in Johnston on September 22nd for the ARL's Iowa Dog Jog, presented by Anderson Animal Hospital. The 4K and 2K course winds around the scenic Terra Lake, and afterward, you and your pup can unleash in the pop-up dog parks and visit with local vendors. It's basically a big dog party. Sign up as an individual or as a team to fundraise for the homeless pets at the ARL. Register today at iowadogjog.com. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515 515- 650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 6 right here on the Big Talker 1700. Great to catch up with Alex Halstead, everything on Iowa State football and basketball. But now, turning our attention to Major League Baseball and a wild day today. No real big blockbusters, but just lots of deals getting done. And to sort it all out for us, Ian Castleberry, he joins us right now. You've heard him many times on Major League Baseball. Ian, how are you, and is your head still spinning with all the activity? <laughs> hey, Jim, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's starting to calm down. I joke, they need a cigarette. I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's calming down uh, the, the a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything that caught you off guard just by chance? One one particular deal. I think the Pirates getting uh, Chris Archer from the Rays mm-hmm. uh, was a surprise. I mean, the, the Pirates are in uh, the wild card race here, uh, so this is a move that that could help them uh, for this season. But Pittsburgh uh, also benefits from having. Uh, uh, Chris Archer uh, through uh, t- two more uh, seasons after this one. Actually, I'm sorry, three three seasons. They did have to give up uh, a lot for him. Uh, they gave up two of their top prospects uh, in uh, outfielder Austin Meadows, uh, pitcher Ty- Tyler Glasnow. But Chris Archer, I, th- I think uh, the expectation was for him to go uh, to, to one of uh, one of the top uh, contenders, one of the one of the big teams, whether you know the Yankees, the Cubs. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, maybe even uh, this could have been a splashy move for the Braves to make. Uh, so for the Pirates uh, to to end up winning the Chris Archer sweepstakes uh, was a little bit of a surprise. Ian, uh, our neighbors up to the northeast, the Milwaukee Brewers, they, uh, well, the Orioles have been trading away everything that isn't nailed down over the last couple of days, but acquiring Jonathan Shoup right after they went out, got Mike Moustakis, they're moving Travis Shaw over to second base, now Shoup comes over, who has been awful until really the last couple of weeks. Help me out. What is Milwaukee doing here? I'm sure they didn't have to give up a ton to get a guy like Shoup, but it just it doesn't make a ton of sense for a team that looks to have the offense, looks to certainly have the bullpen, looking for starting pitching help, and they go out and bring in a guy that 
it's difficult to find a spot for him to play. I, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think uh, the Brewers had one of the more uh, perplexing uh, approaches uh, to the trade deadline. I, I, you know, are, are they a better team by adding uh, Mike Moustakas, uh, Jonathan Shoup? Yes, I think so. But uh, moving Travis Shaw to second base uh, was a curious move anyway, given uh, Shaw's size. You know, he's much bigger uh, than you would typically uh, see uh, from a second baseman. So now you have three players who really and two spots uh, in the lineup. Uh, you know, obviously the Brewers, being a National League team, a designated hitter uh, isn't an option. Uh, and one of the reasons uh, the Brewers had succeeded uh, this season, uh, as well as they have, is because of their defense. So to to shake things up, uh, even whatever offensive gains. Uh, they, they may uh, get from this uh, from this deal. It is really uh, perplexing, uh, and really, the Brewers didn't. You know, it's almost like they made two deals just to say they made a deal. You know, they didn't get the starting pitcher that I think uh, they really needed. They did improve uh, the bullpen with getting Joaquin Soria. But, uh, yeah, I agree. The, the Brewers' uh, trade deadline haul here is really a head-scratcher. Could that be something that because they still have until August that they could use one of those pieces as trade bait for a pitcher, or am I all wet here? No, that's a really good point. Uh, you know, this uh, tr- trade season is not over uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, we have the, the waiver trade deadline on August 31st, so we have another month here where moves could be made and, you know, some deals of significance can be made as we saw last season uh, with the Astros getting Justin Verlander uh, from the Tigers. Uh, so, yeah, with uh, three pieces here, one of which uh, could be moved, maybe the Brewers are looking at uh, possibly spinning uh, a Moussakis or Shoup in an effort to get uh, a starting pitcher, but you know they did give up uh, some prospects uh, in those deals uh, to begin with. Uh, maybe one of these pieces, uh, along with uh, the resources they still have, uh, could be used to get uh, a starting pitcher. But it's it's certainly an unusual way uh, to go about it if that is their long term plan in Milwaukee. Cole Hamels, this happened certainly before the trade deadline, but he makes a move over to Chicago. We know this is not the same Cole Hamels that led the Phillies to the World Series, anything like that. What do you think's left in the tank for him and what he's going to give the Cubs going forward? I think uh, it is maybe a little bit unusual you know, for, for uh, the Cubs' uh, rotation to be so uh, left-handed heavy at the top, but ultimately I, I think that that doesn't matter. Uh, Cole Hamels, yeah, as you pointed out, uh, having a, a subpar season uh, compared to uh, what we normally expect from him. But you know, I think some of the uh, – I think there's some thought that, you know, pitching for a team in a pennant race that's contending for a World Series might help in terms of motivation or focus. I think getting him out of Texas, Cole Hamels, I think he was really struggling pitching in Texas. That heat, that ballpark, his numbers are much better on the road. Uh, which is uh, sort of the same approach uh, we saw the Cubs take uh, in, in signing Tyler Chatwood. Uh, you know, that, that was a signing that made a lot of people scratch their head during the offseason. But the, the thought was, well, look at his numbers away from Coors Field. And I think with Cole Hamels, you have a similar circumstance. Look at him away 
from uh, Globe Life Park or uh, whatever they're calling uh, the, the ballpark in Arlington <laughs> really? now. Yeah. Hard yeah. to keep track. <laughs> but he does have a experience going uh, through the postseason. He's, he's very durable. Uh, I, I think uh, the Cubs did need another starting pitcher. Uh, maybe it also has the added benefit of keeping him away from a rival uh, like uh, like the Brewers, uh, like the Dodgers, or, or if uh, the Braves or even the Phillies were, were in uh, that action as well. Let me follow up with the deal that wasn't a deal. And I think a lot of people were hoping, particularly in Chicago, that a guy by the name of Bryce Harper with the Washington Nationals was uh, going to don a, a Cubs jersey some way, one way or another. So when the rumor mill started swirling last night on Twitter and it was leaked apparently that the Nats were going to take calls just to see what Bryce Harper could get. And then a few hours later, the prez of the uh, Washington Nationals comes out. He's not going anywhere. Don't even waste your time. Ian, how does that get started? And B, do you really think that the Nats were just throwing out stuff to see if it would stick against the wall. Yeah, I think uh, somebody leaked something that uh, the Nationals uh, front office or ownership uh, definitely uh, didn't want to get out. Uh, but, you know, on one hand you could say, well, uh, Mike Rizzo, he's doing his job to see, like, well, you know, why not? Let's see if we put Bryce Harper out there. Uh, the Washington mm-hmm. Nationals have been uh, a tremendous disappointment, uh, but they're still in the race. They're five and a half out uh, uh, in the NL East. You know, like would a team like the Cubs or the Yankees or even, I mean, he would have been actually a, a really good fit for the Oakland Athletics. You know, would uh, a team like that throw together uh, a package for Bryce Harper uh, to get him for the stretch run, but uh, you're talking about a player and a salary and a package uh, that would have had to go to Washington in return with so many moving parts. And I think, you know, you're talking about the face of the franchise. you got to get ownership involved in this. I, I think it was just a, a little crazy to think that the Nationals uh, could get this done uh, in such a short time, you know, if we are to believe that, you know, they decided, say, last night or yesterday that uh, they were going to put uh, Harper on the trade block. Uh, you know, I, I've talked to some people saying, you know, why didn't the Nationals do this before if they're really serious about trading Bryce Harper? Well, I'm sure uh, the team thought they were going to be, uh, you know, they could turn this around. They've had so many injuries. Maybe the Phillies and the Braves as young teams uh, would falter down the stretch. But just the PR hit alone, you know, with Washington hosting the All-Star game, uh, having uh, Bryce Harper kind of a, as the face of the team, the face of the city, just would have been disastrous. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't think this is, this was realistic. Uh, you know, maybe Mike Rizzo did say, "Okay, what the heck? Let's see what happens." But uh, I, I think it's just such a, a blockbuster type deal that that it would have been far too difficult to pull off uh, in the span of twelve, fifteen hours. Finally, what are your Tigers doing trading inside the division, making the Indians better? Come on, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought uh, Leonis Martin was, was maybe going to go uh, to the Red Sox or someplace uh, in the AL East. What are the Tigers doing helping uh, the Indians out? Uh, I think, <laughs> I mean, the Twins, of course, you know, they, they unloaded uh, Brian Dozier uh, and, you know, held their own. 
uh, fire sale, so to yes. speak. I, I think you have to look at the Tigers really as, as kind of a, a loser of the trade deadline. They were not helped by the market. You know, they had many players that I think uh, uh, General Manager Alavila thought they could have dealt at the trade deadline, uh, whether it was a Francisco Lariano, uh, a Jordan Zimmerman, uh, a Michael Fulmer, if they really wanted to be ambitious, uh, Nick Castellanos as well. But Leonis Martin, uh, you know, they, they got their money's worth from him. Uh, uh, his trade value is never going to be higher. Uh, got a decent prospect, from, from what I understand, uh, from Cleveland uh, in return for the deal. Good stuff. Hey, Ian, great talking with you once again. We will do it again in August, two months left of the uh, baseball season, and appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Ian. Thanks so much, Trent, Jim. Great talking to you. There he is, Ian Castleberry, checking in. Yeah, he's a Tigers fan. I'm a Twins fan. It doesn't matter in the division. We talked about Brian Dozier a little bit. Maybe we'll get into that more, but not just that. The Twins get rid of Zach Duke. Lance Lynn, he's moving out. I mean, fire sale of epic proportions, trying to build that farm system back up. I don't know if there's a ton to be overly excited about, Jimmy B, but it's a fun time of year. I, I love the MLB trade deadline. This has been a pretty good one, I think, overall. Well, it produced a fury of deals, and at least uh, for the most part, they were players whose names were recognizable. There were minor league deals, but still, overall, Trent, I found it to be pretty entertaining for the short amount of time. We're back, everybody, as we continue till 6 o'clock on the hey, Big Talker. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins, south of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher'sRareCoins.com. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment along with repairs, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. 
Support Special Olympics Iowa and join the Kiwanis Club of Urbandale for the annual Jim Jordan Memorial Golf Classic on Wednesday, August 15th at Our Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. Special Olympics Iowa provides year-round sports training and athletic competition to over 14,000 individuals with intellectual disabilities in the state of Iowa. The tournament starts at 8 a.m. and all golfers receive 18 holes of golf, a cart, lunch, and opportunity for prizes. To sign up a foursome, as an individual or for sponsorship opportunities, please visit soiowa.org or call 515-986-5520. We'll see you on August 15th at Otter Creek Golf Course to chip in for the athletes. Sponsored by your locally owned Domino's. Introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit Domino's.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. As realtors, we won't stop until you own the house you've always wanted. But owning the house means owning up to what you really want. So go ahead. Own that these pinewood floors are the closest you'll ever come to camping. Own that you want a foyer just so you can say foyer. Own that you want a vegetable garden, even if the only thing that grows there is your sense of inadequacy. It's time to own what you want. So get someone who gets what you want. Get Realtor. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations. We overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roofing. 